Welcome to Story Comic Presents, where we interview amazing storytellers and artists. This is episode 273. I'm your host, Barney Smith of StoryComic.com. We're excited to have back with us the acclaimed and celebrated comic creator of Avalon, Brandon Starocki. Hello, how you doing? Good. How are you doing, Brandon? Good. I like the intro there, too. See? Yeah. So I, I, had, I, had, I had to put in the welcome back part because this is your second time here on the yeah. show. So yeah, it is. Yeah, it just it just Almost flew by. Just, yeah, I know. Just like we just like we chatted yesterday. So you I know, right? Just went by. Yeah. <laughs> so you're here to talk about your latest Kickstarter, which is you're you're continuing you're continuing on your series of Avalon, and this is you're actually doing as as a as a as a big uh, a, a bulk of um, Avalon issues one through five. Someone yeah. can actually get issues one through five with this new Kickstarter. Yeah, the idea is uh, for we're kind of doing a duo one. Uh, issues four and five will be the new ones that come out. Uh, but obviously, we're going to have to throw those catch up tears for a lot of people who are seeing us for the first time. And mm. um, we are also looking at because we just have a catch up PDF file or a pledge for right now. We're looking to actually make uh, the physical ones where you can get one through five in physical form, because I know even myself included, I know a lot of people like it to read in physical form. I'm not a big fan of PDFs, reading them in PDF form, but it's, it's, it's just always better that way. So we're really trying hard to figure it out for what this last, uh, I think we're on what day 25 days to go. Um, we're going to try and get it in there for people to really um, get the physical copies of all of them. Right. And I remember you know, t- talking in their previous interview when we were talking, when we were talking to us about Avalon, it's a pretty unique take on the post-apocalyptic zombie genre, because you actually add in a lot of real-world situations. Yeah, that was kind of the plan going into it and trying to drag a lot of realism in this uh, thing with with it being the world dynamic, the character dynamic, um, even the infection itself. You know, the uh, the zombie virus itself is we Alan and I kind of really were really doing our research and trying to make this feel as real as possible. Um, don't know if anytime soon it's going to be in the comic book, but we know what caused it as the writers and all that. So that that's the fun part with all that. There There is something, I guess, research-wise that we did. It wasn't like, okay, this is happening. This is that we don't know. You know what I mean? Right. There's really something behind it, which is kind of a cool thing for us. And I guess as a, if you're a fan, a cool thing to hear, I guess, but. Well, and also too, like the actual the the post apocalyptic zombie thing is more of a backdrop where the primary theme of the story is family relationships. Yeah, and and uh, the mental health aspect of life, and just you know, and dealing with this apocalypse and the physical setbacks that people have to deal with on a day to day basis. You know, there's a, there's a family member. I won't get into specifics yet, but there's a family member that's dealing with physical issues and has been dealing with physical issues for quite some time now, but. And now with this apocalypse kind of brewing up right now, they're going to have to deal with it, you know, at face value with this apocalypse. And so it's just, it's kind of a lot of things in one. And we, and one thing we really wanted to bring into this is because people deal with day-to-day physical uh, setbacks all the time. People need to take medications on a day-to-day basis. People have to do certain things, you know, to make sure that they're physically able to keep going and all that stuff too. Diabetes is a big thing that people deal with on a day-to-day basis, you know, 
so we look up a lot of those health things, the Amer you know, with all this, um, with all that, uh, with health problems that, you know, cause a lot of those are very high up, you know, so mm -hmm. we have, that's, that's the reality of life. So we have to make sure that is implemented in our. For those that want to learn a bit more about what you're talking about with that, what's a, what's a good synopsis of the characters in, in like the, the initial storyline goes. Yeah, um, Avalon is a brand new apocalyptic story. Um, uh, you follow the Castle family through this nightmarish journey to, in their search for everlasting safety. You know, uh, there's a bunch of, the oldest brother is kind of has been away for a little bit. Small town kind of setting. And then the oldest brother, Andy, is in a bigger, or not a bigger city, but a city, Erie, PA. And he's a police officer there, but he's been gone for a little bit. And he's been dealing with his own issues and that kind of city that we kind of made uh, not really like cops in that city. So there's kind of a bunch of things on his story end that have kept him restricted from his family and his family's been dealing with a lot of issues and probably could need his help in a, in a time like this. And then kind of boom, you get hit with an apocalypse. So it's just kind of, can they, can they link up? Can they stay together and can they stay alive together? Uh, so that's kind of the scoop. And, and so how many issues have you already written out so far? Um, that are fully written out, done, are six. We are working on issue or season two right now. Callie and I, you know, adding her to the team and all that stuff too. Um, we're scoping out the season. And we actually try changed our writing style a little bit. I changed it and kind of evolved a little bit and having Callie a part of it as well. It helped that process move a lot quicker. So this, this is going to be done here as soon as we start like the writing, writing with the dialogue and all that stuff too. It's, it's basically written in a format with bullet points and knowing what we're doing, all we need to add is really the dialogue to it. And that's going to be quick. So, and then I guess to kind of further go on with that as well. So, and there's about four or five arcs on the, in my head that we want to at least get out before we even think about the end. And so you did mention Callie. So she's new to the Avalon team. Yes. Yes. She uh, is going to be, she helped with a little bit of issues uh, four, five, and six, and she's going to be a big part of season two. You know, she kind of edited around with uh, the last couple of issues here to make it flow a little better. And then season two, she'll have a big impact with as well as in the, in the writing room, I mean. And so how, how much of you as being the creator of the comic, how much do you kind of give Callie some, you know, breathing room to say, write what you want? How does that, how does that, how does that situation work for you? <laughs> So there's obviously things that I I uh, see the comic going in the dire in a direction for and all that and uh, but I am I have that mindset where I'm always willing to learn more. I want to I want to learn. I want I want to be a sponge. I want to take all the experience mm. from other people and have it them give me their experience so I could learn and be better. And that was a big process of this whole thing too because she's worked on feature films, short films. You know, she's actually currently has a podcast out called uh, the T and Rio Show. So look that up, but uh, it's a really good show and it's half the reason why she's on Avalon, you know, so she does a really good job with all that stuff and character development and breaking down characters and mental health and um, kind of beating down characters in a, in a stressful situation. It helps the story of Avalon because season two really focuses on, on a lot of that uh, aspect of storytelling for us. So it's going to be, it's going to be fun. At what point as you're writing out the script, are you in control of the characters or do you, as you're writing it out, do they kind of end up doing things that you weren't planning on them doing? So 
obviously when we first started this whole thing, you know, that was the idea, you know, it's like, okay, I, we got to figure these people out and all that stuff too. And as we know the characters more and in the writing room, I've said uh, time and time before, we kind of let the world dictate what happens to the characters. You know, it, it's, I guess it's kind of hard to explain, but in the writing room, we have the understanding of that. So if it follows what we're telling in the world aspect of it all, then mm. it has to happen. You know, there's no plot armor, you know, for lack of a better term, no plot armor for any character. It's, you know, if they make a dumb decision and fate kind of dictates that and we're at a cross, that's what it is. You know, it's not like, we're like, okay, look, we're we have to make this character live through the season because of this happening. No, if they make it a stupid decision and all that stuff, that you know, fate dictates what happens at that point. But that's kind of the idea, uh, or the kind of the message in the writing room that we have for each other. Okay, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and and so, so talk to us a little bit about the rewards. How is how is this Kickstarter? Whatever you tweaked from previous Kickstarters that you you've been able to put in place? We added. Uh, we elevated the the kind of ex exclusivity of some of the items and I uh, had Demetrius. I asked him if he'd be willing to do this and he was fortunately, and, and they're actually here. I have them in physical right <laughs> now, but I, he's from Greece for everybody who doesn't know him or Avalon. He did original pencilings for duo characters on an 11 by 17 uh, poster. And uh, that's kind of the bigger, one of the bigger rewards that, uh, and he shipped them over. I have them. Like I said, that's one of the bigger rewards. It's a one of one. We're going to get a, a little card nice. thing, a, 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 like a certificate for it to kind of show that it's a one of one deal. And the one, the other one we had, which actually just sold yesterday, uh, was a custom, like you could put yourself in the artwork of Avalon. Like Demetrius is going to make a custom character uh, for whoever got it, which it is gone um of themselves in an action shot in the world of avalon like that art style like the black and white and blood and fighting off uh some infected so that was kind of a cool thing that actually Callie came up with um with the permission of demetrius because he's going to be the one doing it right so uh right. and he did he did say yes and there it is that was one of our big things but kind of bringing those kind of cool things in and making you know i i'm a big exclusive person i like uh, exclusive kind of material and there's a lot of opportunities of getting it so right and, and, and so another, what's the what's the goodie bag? Talk to us about the goodie bag. So the goodie bag is just a very simple thing. You get issues one through five digital form. So it's basically like a catch-up. If you're a catch-up newcomer um, and you want all of them, uh, and then you get the physical form of issues four and five, and that includes the standard and the variant cover. So the variant covers aren't done yet, but they're going to be done soon. I'll give you kind of like an idea of what they're going to look like. It's going to be a double cover kind of spread. So it's going to look, if you put them side to side, it's going to look like one big poster, right? Oh, um, cool. And it basically the idea of it is one of the characters ascending and one of the characters is descending based on the storyline given and all that stuff too. And when Demetrius kind of sent that, I thought that was a perfect kind of like tone or, or uh, idea for the cover. So, and he kind of gave some cool sketches of what he thought and all that. And we just roll with it. You know, that's it. And uh, so that's going to be the variant covers, which are really cool. And obviously when they're done, we're going to post it in the updates. But but I'm, I'm excited to see what they look like too and, and finished. But uh, another cool thing that we did add for this Kickstarter, and it's, it's kind of an experiment, but uh, who doesn't love a raffle basket, right? So we added yeah. a raffle basket for anybody who donates for any amount. Obviously, the more you donate uh, and pledge for uh, the more kind of uh, slots you get your your name put on, right? Um, so we're doing a spin wheel. So everybody who gets a pledge will get their <laughs> name on a, on a 
part of the wheel and then uh at the end you're getting a whole wheel basket of things so i actually just got the the sack that we're going to be putting it in today i'm going to probably put an update on uh, the kickstarter here it's downstairs nice. otherwise i grab it and show you but uh it's going to come through one through five physical form every single variant that there was for so basically it'll be from issues two to five all of it's going to be signed you're going to get some exclusive posters with it as well uh posters that were exclusive to kickstarters in the past are going to be in here as well like the christmas cover um the christmas card and the, the undead santa kind of thing and 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 more there's going to be a, a lot of cool little knickknack things in, in the bag as well so and all you got to do is just any pledge you know just put your name on the hat you know what i mean you could pledge a buck you know whatever right. tell your friends and all that but obviously again the more you pledge the more slots you have your name on which is kind of a Thing. that's pretty cool and then and as you talked about some of those bundles where you just mentioned before like for they, they get all the 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 issues with some of the signed physical ones and oh, then yeah. also all of the and then just like the actual a sketch as well yeah yeah which is again it's 11 by 17 it's like it's the size of a small poster um it's gonna yeah. be framed and all that it, it they look great they well which is amazing too if you think about it, that's a really good deal for an actual original artwork for from an artist yeah so. well, it really is and you know and even if you go to cons and all that stuff too you see that the prices are outrageous you know what i mean right. it's great work but you're like man I, I got a whole con to kind of spend on here i can't buy this it's a cool piece of art but i can't afford it but with this kind of thing it's not a con you're not looking at 500 different artists and all that stuff too the art is great you know it's an original art piece it's signed by demetrius so it's it's and again it's all the way from greece you know it's it's a one of one it, it's going to be a very rare occasion that stuff like this happens you know it's not like he's right down the street here and i can knock on his door and be like hey i need an original art piece here uh so right. it's, it's a little harder to get here but it, it's it's kind of a cool thing right no, the other it's, it's it's an amazing it's an amazing deal for for those yeah. that are paying attention that it's a really good deal to get that. There's a level of advocacy that you and your writers are kind of putting into this too. Do you want to talk a little bit about some of that uh, the advocacy pieces that you're doing with Avalon? A lot of things that uh, zombie kind of genre th stories do not harp on, I guess. You know, it's there. You know, I'm not saying it's not there. But they don't harp on it. They, they'll they'll show it, and then they kind of fade it off in the background, like the mental health aspect of things. There's a lot of people who deal with mental health on a day-to-day -day basis, now more than ever, you know. And to have a voice and to speak of it and to be okay about speaking about it is one thing as well. And, you know, having these characters in Avalon do this and go through it as well, it, it shows that everybody else – you know, more people deal with this. You know, it's, it's out there. And the physical setbacks that I said about uh, as well as – you know, again, like it's American, you know, you look up statistics and all that stuff. There's a lot of things that happen to people that people don't do, do uh, that people don't realize, you know, heart disease is, you know, the number one death, I think, in America right now, too. So there's mm. and uh, diabetes is out there, you know, you know, there's cancers out there that people deal with. And those are really, you know, hard things to deal with as, you know, if somebody in your family or friends has something like that as well. But but it's the reality of it. You know what I'm saying? So and, and to bring that in there and. And to have anybody pick this comic book up and relate to it, that's that's kind of the main goal to this whole thing is uh, mm. as we grow to know more characters that come on, you know, the story here, you know, because there's a destination they're going to. So once they get there, there's going to be a more there's going to be more uh, 
characters that you meet. And the more characters you meet, there's more opportunity for more people to be go, oh, I can relate to this person or I relate to that person because of this, this and that. You know, so that's kind of the idea is to try and allow anybody to pick it up and go, oh, I, I can relate to this person. I know how they're feeling here. I could see why or oh, I'm dealing with the same thing. Like Mason, the youngest brother, is, uh, he has asthma you know, he's on top of anxiety and some sort of depression too. So it's, it's a lot of things, you know, so, and it's reality. A lot of, a lot of people are dealing with asthma on a day-to-day -day basis. So it affects their physical uh, abilities and being able to perform physically and people deal with it. So Mason's one of the people that deal with it. Right. And, and, and so how much did COVID have an impact on either an inspirational aspect of it or, a response to uh, creating this world. Yeah, it uh, it makes it a little more easier for us because uh, people dealt with it. People lived through it. Right. People understand it. Uh, saw how it, how people were in, in that kind of instance. So it helps our writing aspect because now people can go, oh, okay, I guess that is believable because you know they saw it with how people reacted in COVID. You know, uh, the story of Avalon is a little bit more elevated because people are actually attacking and eating each other more. But uh, <laughs> so to kind of throw that aspect into it, it's a little, it makes it a little more believable, uh, believable with ha having the whole world kind of deal with COVID. They've all seen it. You know, you watch the news, you saw how, how, what was going on. Uh, but, but in that way it helped, you know, but it what no real inspiration per se that we didn't already have before COVID. It just makes it easier to explain to others that this does happen because of X, Y, and Z, because look, this happened when we had COVID and people weren't eating each other. You know what I'm saying? So right. it's right. kind of like yeah. that. Did you have this story in mind pre-COVID, or is this a this came because of COVID? No, this is a pre-COVID. This happened. This this story kind of was born when I was a senior in high school, and oh, it right, kind yeah. of yeah, it kind of got put in the grave. And then um, I met Alan, and uh, that's when we kind of joined it together and figured out what kind of ideas that we were going to bring to this, and that's what really birthed Avalon, you know, the title right. and the idea, and further and all that. How does it work when you have like two other writers that are with you and how does this relationship get created? And, and at, at what point do you have like a discord channel? How do you guys banter? How do you all work together? And do you, how do you set it up as like timeframes and timelines and, and schedules and things like that? Alan uh, is basically his, his role was to help uh, me in getting Avalon out there. Right. Um, he had a little bit of a background in kind of creative, creative writing and all that stuff. He did that with uh, music and, and a band he was in in the past as well. So he kind of applied all that stuff into the writing aspect. And, and as time went on, he realized that it's a little more similar than he thought it would be. And and that's kind of what it kind of led into. And now he's taken a not not a, he's not taking like he's not by forever, but, he's you know, a small hiatus. Right. And uh, he's focusing on other aspects of the whole 1282 brand that we have that's put on the title or on the cover of Avalon. Um, so it's kind of a big production that we're working on. We're working on different aspects of everything. Um, so having Callie a part of it as well, fortunately, she lives here in the area as well. So it's a little easier to do that. We have, we know, we arrange calls, you know, uh, at least once a week to kind of talk about things and see what we want to do and uh, have a, you know, documents of what we're doing and, and et cetera. But having her too, uh, part of season two, it, it helps, you know, and it brings a new approach to it too. And I thought after the fact and all that, when Alan, you know, took the hiatus and, and Avalon trying to work on other aspects of the business, um, it, may, it it's actually brings a cool approach to it because 
although I'm the creator and you know writer of Avalon, I, I will be there till the beginning and till the end. It, it'll be cool to have Alan in the beginning there, and then you know it, it'll still have that tried and true kind of feeling to it, but with a with a different flavor as well. You know what I'm saying? With Callie's flavor that kind of brings in uh, in the writing style and all that. So it'd be cool. Uh, so right. it's basically just me and her kind of talking about it for the most part of season two and all that. But it's, again, just easy conversations. You know, we, we plan about at least once a week. Right. And, and, and do you see this with Callie coming on? Are you looking at perhaps creating some more like a, uh, adjacent titles to the Avalon universe that you've kind of created and maybe having different artists and writers as well. So yeah, th there is a big goal uh, eventually. Um, I think the, the main goal right now is to obviously get traction behind Avalon, get, you know, a big fan, a tried and true fan base that wants to be here and that's excited for the next issue. That's the goal to kind of get eyes on it. Uh, there are definitely huge plans to kind of expand the world the you know prequels you know side stories and all that stuff that that fit in this world that of avalon that we're creating here today um and and there's a lot of projects that you know that are kind of in the back seat right now that i plan on working towards too but it's really just trying to get avalon grounded first and then and then all that other stuff kind of follows it which is which right. it's going to be fun like i said there's a there's a there's a thing that we're working on too that once avalon gets its traction it's going to kind of come out around you know during you know parallel with it so it's it's gonna be a fun kind of direction and yeah, yeah i'm excited for it and, and i love as you're talking about it and you know just reading some of the stories i love how you've been able to do this character development aspect of it of just making sure everybody has their own challenges that they're facing at the same mm -hmm. time um what advice would you give to comic creators or artists or writers that are looking to kind of get to comic but they can't seem to get their main protagonist or some of their protagonists or characters to seem believable enough. Yeah. I uh, try. My biggest thing was, is cause I didn't want to go out of my comfort zone. That's why, mm. again, it takes place in Erie. A lot of this story is very close to me. I have two brothers myself. So hence, okay, there's three brothers in this story, you know, and all that. So it's just really trying to keep this as close to you as possible. Don't try to stretch out of something that you have no idea how to, you know, do you know this this is true to me i love the zombie genre i've been watching it my whole life uh a lot of these things are true to me a lot of the problems i've seen with family i've seen with friends as well a lot of that gets implemented in here which brings the realism as well that we really kind of market towards this whole thing but and then just keep doing it and uh kind of the third thing i guess is you know form a team form a, te mm. a trustworthy team that you guys can piggyback off each other and help each other out and bring you know e bring each other up keep each other on track and all that. So the, the, I would say the top three things is keep it true to you, keep going and uh, have a good team around you and, and always be willing to learn. You could always learn more. Right. And, and, and so what have you learned about that? How have you seen issue five grow as compared to say issue number one? Oh, uh, it it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's just not being, stubborn to the idea of again learning you know the fact that we almost produced uh, a crappy issue one you know way back then way before it even was uh published uh and alan and i kind of looked at it again and we're like wait this this sucks so we pulled it back <laughs> and uh fortunately we did because we grew that issue up to about three issues that you see right now the issues that are out in public right now um was basically all jumbled up into 24 pages in the original issue one which was horrible so 
and again, just kind of learning through the ropes and kind of just just grinding, trying trying to figure out ways of making it feel real. We like Alan and I, we would always sit here and do table reads, make sure the the dialogue sounded you know like it real. We didn't want it to sound stiff and stupid and just it's just really just trying to always learn something you know not not be complacent with the character development the writing you know and all and everything else that comes with it it's just always trying to do better and and stick and try and true to the small things i think table reads even for a comic book is important make sure that the dialogue flows right that somebody a real person would say this you know not like a like sometimes with books you're like reading like a robot you know if make it sound real people don't talk like they use slang. They use things like that. So, just stuff. I don't know. Just keep be willing. Uh, have an open mind. As uh, okay. so, the the idea is to kind of send a survey out, and at the end of all this, and see if somebody wants to have it all kind of with one. Because when when this is done, issue four will be released to the public after we get that and all that. So I was gonna put a survey out there. If somebody wants to get their issue four first before everybody else we're going to send the issue fours individually out and then once issue five is done they'll get the rest of it they'll get the posters all the all the all the goody stuff right uh or vice versa you know whatever it is if they we're just gonna have to figure out a, a strategic way of doing this we can get, they can get it all in one by october or they can get issue four and all their stuff as soon as the kickstarter completes and then issue five when 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 it's ready when it's out and pretty printing um People who donated to the Kickstarter as well, I guess this is a good thing to bring up, will get their copies before we even release it to the public. So once we get mm. issue five and it's done and we get it from the printers, that's getting shipped out. We're not we're not doing a release weekend until those are out, you know, out right. and shipped, right? And as soon as they're shipped, then we're gonna kind of like, okay, this, you know, maybe it'll come out a week or two later, you know, uh, for the rest of the public. So it's kind of like a first early access kind of deal, I guess. For are you doing this as like offset printing, or this is a print on demand situation that you're getting together on this? Yeah, this this will be yeah, it'll be an offset thing because we have to wait for the art to kind of get finished with uh, right uh, issue five. So issue four is going to be done relatively soon. Here, it's it's going to be done before the Kickstarter is going to be done. And then as soon as that's done, and again, we print those out, we get them in hand, we're shipping those issue fours out if they want them, or if they just want to want me to hold on to them until, so I can get all of it at once, whatever. It's up to the person, whoever wants it. And then we can get those out, you know, all that. And then when he's done with issue five, which will be done by October, and then we get those out as well. So that'll, that'll be, it'll be, it'll be kind of separate. It won't be all in one. Right. Because you're using one artist for all this, then he basically can only do like two issues a year at, at a so, solid pace. So we're trying to figure out what the best way of doing this is, because obviously time is money. Right. So right. and and obviously you have to find a good flow with everything. And he does he does it in a timely fashion. Obviously, I, I didn't just say, OK, you need these two done by October. I had to have a conversation <laughs> with him first and be like, hey, is this good? Is this a good time frame? What's a good time frame? You know, what, what do you think? And, you know, so that's that we kind of had a conversation back and forth with the whole thing. And he was OK. He, he said by October should be definitely good enough. And then now he's, you know, we, and he's right on page with it. So he's almost done with issue four. And I mean, he already has a few pages done with issue five himself. It's just getting those all pumped out and he's finding a flow and he actually for, for future issues, it's going to be even nice. Cause I feel like he's finding a good flow to it and kind of sketching them out and, and kind of bulk and then kind of going through them with the inking and coloring and bulk as well. So 
it, it's kind of a cool process that we're always kind of evolving from issue one and even him and how he's doing things, the artwork, all that stuff. It's, it's cool as a whole project kind of team thing that we're all evolving. And it's all kind of like a cool thing to see each other grow over the what year and a half now, I think. Wow. Has it only so, been a year and a half and you've made, is it now is Avalon, is it like a, a finite series, like a, like a, a story arc that you know is going to end? Yeah, I have a, a, a generic way of how I'm going to end it. And I don't mean generic in a bad way. Like, I know, like, how I kind of want to end it, right? Mm -hmm. And um, But there's many arcs in between that. So, and what I've learned from issue one, that that crappy, crappy issue one, <laughs> is a lot, a lot of things you could just grab and stretch it out and let things breathe, right? So with these arcs that I have in mind, a lot of these things can be stretched out a little bit and let things breathe a little bit because we've let – uh, issues one through three, there, there's been a lot of breathing room, but there's been a lot of intensity as well. So it's about managing that flow and making sure that the impact's there and you're liking these characters and all that. So learning that tells me that it's only going to be even longer. It's going to be it's going to be even a, a longer series. Um, it's going to be ongoing for the time being until we have like a good until we ruin it or it starts to suck. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> and, and then we'll, it's definitely going to have its end. It's not going to just be like, OK, I'm done with this. You know what I mean? So it's just we, we have a lot of arcs that we want to do before we even consider the end. Right. Okay. So that, that's kind of the idea with that. It's ongoing. Short answer is ongoing. It's ongoing. <laughs> so this is great. So, 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 so Brandon, if, if people want to learn more about the series, where's the best place they could go to? Honestly, uh, you could look up anywhere on social media, more Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. I finally caved and we're on TikTok. And obviously the best the best place to learn like what Avalon is and what you're going to get out of it is, is obviously the Kickstarter here. And just right. simply going to the search bar and typing in Avalon, it, it, it'll come up. Um, so that's the best way to learn what what it's what's similar to the style. You'll see the artwork, you'll, you know, kind of like a quick synopsis of what we bring. That's the best way to learn what we are and if you're going to like us or not but again you'll find us on all social media platforms we have a link tree attached to every social media platform as well so you can find us everywhere um and we love to interact with everybody so uh if you follow us on twitter anything you know interact with us you know feedback all that stuff we love to hear it all we love the family that we have so far we just want it to grow we want to have more and more people involved with it Right. Perfect. Yeah. Cause you can see those that, that have picked, you have at least another dozen or so new readers because they picked up the, the they picked up, up yeah. the, the catch up. Yeah. Yeah. Which was really cool. It's a, it's a really fun thing, you know, having more people and new people. And I, I definitely think if you're at least a little bit of a fan of zombies, you're going to have fun with this, especially with the artwork, the way Demetrius kind of illustrates the, the pages and the intensity, he brings that intensity that, that Avalon, needs you know and he really does have that we're, we're really fortunate to have uh demetrius along for the ride right yeah absolutely because you do have a lot of uh, he, it's it's amazing just to watch how like just uh, the evolution of his of its of his style growing yeah it's, been it, it's definitely it's definitely been amazing yeah that's a perfect yeah. word for it yeah <laughs> well perfect well listen so 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 brandon you're gonna have to come back on then um, you're gonna have to come back on to get that that friend of the show I label. That, I need to get the yeah, friend of the see. show label. Because uh, yeah. <laughs> the idea is uh, end of the year by the end of the year here, we're gonna do the Kickstarter for issue six and have our goal met. Hopefully, for the four issues, we wanted to get four issues out this year, and we're on pace for it. So that's wow. the big goal is to have four issues out this year, and then 
early next year, probably springtime-ish, we're going to be focusing on a remake of issue one uh, because the style is different. Obviously, same artist, just different style because, you know, he kind of grew and evolved. Uh, remake of issue one and the trade paperback next uh, spring. Wow. I know everybody likes to read trade paperbacks more so than floppy. So yeah. that's kind of the idea right now. That's exciting. Realistic awesome. goal. Realistic goal. Yeah, very right. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much, Brendan, for coming on again. Well, thank you very much for having me on. is in a, like a rural, 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 how do you say that word? Can't say the word. Rural, rural, rural. rural. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, everybody gets it. It's in kind of like that kind of a setting.